This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. All right, back here on Sports Talk. I love when text messages come to us that really probably weren't intended for us, like this one. I just remembered I have leftovers from lunch that you are more than welcome to have. Christian, I'd go over there and find out where that's at. (laughs) Oh, we love leftovers. (laughs) I don't know. Just always entertaining. Tony Sakalas, excuse me if I got your name right, Tony, uh, name wrong, managing editor for Tide Illustrated. Tony, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Did I get your name correct? Yes, you call us. Yeah, you got it right. Okay, good. And now, Tony, I know this has to drive Nick Saban crazy. Because, you know, a lot of times uh, how games are called as far as penalties. Oh, a reflection in the coach. Are our teams undisciplined? What's going on? I don't know if this has ever occurred. But I was looking at, uh, boy, Alabama, to say the least, they've had lots of penalties. Uh, 130th out of 131 FBS teams uh, have been uh, the most penalized. Uh, that's the main issue. Well, so what's up with that, Tony? I, I know. Has the media addressed uh, Coach Saban about that? Uh, why in the hell we have so many damn penalties? Oh, I mean, that's been the, probably the biggest issue behind this team. Yeah. I mean, look, this is a really talented Alabama team. This is an Alabama team that should be one of the best that Nick Saban's put together, but it is probably one of the least disciplined teams he's ever coached. Um, and that's got to be the most frustrating. I mean, you look at the way Nick Saban takes I mean, you guys kind of know that. Everything is in order. Everything yeah. is, you know, the way it's supposed to be. So when he has a, you know, 17 penalty game um, against, you know, Tennessee, where they practically handed them the game. And not only that, they have 17 penalties, and they're also making bonehead mistakes, like trying to touch a, a ball that, you know, wasn't a live ball on a kickoff or on a punt, and then you're giving up the ball when you, when you really needed it back. You know, I mean, like, they do a lot of bonehead things. They, they, you know, they shoot themselves in the foot a lot. And that's really the thing that if they don't clean that up, they're not going to win a title. You know, I think this team – has not played up to its potential yet. So you, you could think, you know, I think for a while the general feel is, oh, maybe this team's not that good. But when you look around college football, I think Alabama is every bit as good as any team. You know, Georgia struggled. Um, Ohio State struggled. You know, everyone, they've got a team. But I, I think unless they clean up these penalties, it's really just uh, – this team's never going to get out of second gear, really. And that's got to drive Nick Saban absolutely bonkers. Tony, one of the things, uh, I was telling this to Bobby, we did a television show today that, man, Jameer Gibbs, you take the quarterbacks out the equation, the impact he can make on a football team. Now, I don't know why Bill O'Brien doesn't use him more, 
because he so much of a combination to me of Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Amen. that type back that it's got speed, he's got quickness, he can catch the ball coming out of the backfield well. His impact as a runner receiver, man, he's at another level. 2023 draft, he would be the top running back on my board. And that's not even a debate. I'm not poo-fooing anything on Robinson from Texas. But Jameer Gibbs, he is really, uh, you know, with Bryce, the straw that turns the drink there. I don't understand why Bill doesn't get him involved more offensively with touches. Now, maybe he's saying him for November. I don't know. But that guy is an unbelievable football player. Well, he's not the typical bell cow back that you're going to give the ball to running-wise. Um, but as a receiver and a runner. Yeah, he does. get. You know, he tries to get him the ball a lot on both, and I'm trying to look at his numbers. But he, he's. I think you could argue that Jameer Gibbs is the best receiver and the best running back on the team. Yeah, no question. <laughs> and you'd win. <laughs> there are plenty of times, like the Texas game, he was the best receiver. I mean, you know, it's. And look at that Tennessee game. Um, you know, I, I mean, other than Bryce Young, he was the guy. And I know he dropped that ball uh, on the final possession. If he catches that ball, he probably makes it to like the 15 at least. I mean, the Alabama wins. But, you know, that's kind of a cruel fate because if you look at how great he was in that Tennessee game to have that drop. Yep. Uh, I think you're right. Um, he is really good. He's also, you know, Alabama doesn't get a chance to get that many kickoffs and, and they're not really <laughs> kicking off to him. But he's a Different there too. There as well, he can talking about things he can do in the NFL. Um, that's another thing that they'll look at. And, and, and then Alabama hasn't used him as a bell cow back because he's not that you know big Najee Harris type. But there has been some games when he's had twenty plus carries. And I think when you're looking at it from an NFL perspective, uh, to see that he can do that, uh, you know, I, I think that that's pretty encouraging in terms of like his draft stock, like you said. I, for, at first, didn't know if he was capable of doing that. You know, I think when, when they first got him, I thought, oh, okay, well, he's going to be maybe a 10-carry guy that you also use as, like, a receiver. And, but, I mean, if Alabama wants to and if they need to, they, they will go, you know, 20 times to him. And it, they kind of did that um, against Tennessee. It's just they were throwing the ball right. a lot against Tennessee, too, because they were so far behind. To me, against LSU, he's got to touch the football 25 times as a runner-receiver. I think because you're going to need that part because every time he gets on the field, he's a mismatch. Okay, as a receiver, uh, who's going to guard him? There ain't no linebacker can cover him, no safety. Your nickel guy, uh, good luck. Uh, You know, good luck with that particular part. Uh, To me, as a runner-receiver, this is the game he touches it 25 times a game. I think I think you're probably right. Something like 19, 20 carries, and then you know they're trying to try to probably get him. You know, about five or six more catches through the air. I mean, he, it's kind of the weird thing about him is like the, the days that he's gone off as a runner, he's been a little bit more quiet as a receiver, and then vice versa. Yeah. Because um, sometimes you know, I think the Texas game. I don't know if he had. I think if I'm remembering in there, right? Yeah, he didn't really have a lot of running yards. No, he didn't. The better. He was a better receiver. You know, so I, it, it just kind of switches. You know, Alabama on third down, he's not – one of the things his fault is, and I think, you know, if you were going to, like, detract from him on an NFL standpoint, he's not the best pass blocker. So, a lot of times on third downs, Alabama will bring in Jason McClellan as its back and kind of use a two-back system and really kind of use Jameer Gibbs at that point as a slot receiver, somebody that's going to – he might come on a sweep or he might come just, like, you know, for a screen or a slot, you know, across 
shallow cross kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, I mean, he's, you're going to want to involve him as much as possible. And you're, you're going to have to uh, – Alabama's receivers, it's not like they don't have receivers. They don't have that first-round guy that you yep. just know is going to have a good game. Yeah. And so while there's plenty of people that could have a good game against LSU, you just don't know what you're getting from this receiving bunch. There's, no, there's not a lot of consistency. So I think you're right in terms of you've got to have somebody that you can definitely trust. And to be honest with you, outside of Bryce Young, he's the only consistent – offensive weapon Alabama has right at the moment. That's not saying that that couldn't change. I think there's plenty of talent on the roster, but if you go through eight games, I mean, he's really the only one that you could circle besides Bryce's. Now, I can count on that guy on a week, week on week basis. Now, uh, Tony, I'm intrigued uh, with his name. I don't know how you say Henry Tutu or something. How do you Tuatoa. Okay, Henry Tuatoa. Everyone talks about Will Anderson, obviously, has 12 tackles for a loss, but the Tuatoa. My understanding, the leading tackler. Uh, what is that uh, r- related to Tua, the, the quarterback, and uh, in that area? How do you recruit? I mean, you, know, Bob, you can guess, recruit worldwide. Where is he from? Guess where he started his college career. Where is that? Tennessee. Oh, and did yeah. he transfer to Alabama? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a good player for Tennessee. He was a two. He's, he started every year since he came in uh, into college. He's a he's a big time guy. Um, he can have his moments. I think he's been a lot more consistent this year than he was last year. Uh, I think the strength of Alabama really comes, you know, like with Will Anderson and Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell, those edge rushers. But Tua Toe has been really solid this year. I think he's showed some maturity. I think it will help his draft stock. And to be honest with you, I think uh, he's going to be probably the most important defender because you're going to have to put somebody to spy on Jaden Daniels. And, you know, it's probably going to fall a lot onto him. And, you know, that guy is hard to hard to corral. And, I, you know, I don't think right. he gets enough credit. And to be honest with you, you talk about Jaden Daniels. I mean, you know, LSU is coming on strong. If LSU finds a way to upset Alabama and, and, and Jaden Daniels does what he's been doing the last few weeks, I mean, watch out. Put his name on the Heisman uh, uh, watch list really high up. I think he could really make a run at the award. Now, obviously, he's going to have to have a huge game Saturday and continue that on, but he's making his run at the right time, and LSU looks like a different team now than it did, you know, at the beginning of the season. So I'm excited to see what that matchup is, you know, that kind of like how they're able to corral him. They did a good job of corralling K.J. Jefferson in Arkansas. Or but he can't run – he can't run with the speed of Daniels. Well, he, and he's Man, not, Daniels and is do fast. Well, he don't have the power, power. but he's way more nifty. nifty. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. and they didn't do as well with, with Hooker in Tennessee. So, yeah. I mean, now Hooker's a better passer than Daniels, so we'll see just, you know, how, how that all balances out. And It's not necessarily a like-for-like, like, but Alabama hasn't necessarily done great against mobile quarterbacks this year. So, I, I think it'd be interesting, and I think, you know, if I'm – if I'm Brian Kelly, I kind of look a little bit. You know, I know you're not going to change your offense, but you kind of look what what worked against Tennessee. Um, see if maybe you can. You have a similar quarterback, a similar you know offense. I, I think. Uh, I think maybe you you kind of maybe take some at least some elements from that. Now, uh, Tony, what is your viewpoint? Because uh, this is in Baton Rouge, and you know, uh, going way back, even LSU has played on the road against Alabama. Fine, uh, not so much in Tiger Stadium. And like they've, uh, uh, like I said, played at Alabama. I know T-Bob, my son, when he was there, 
uh, from seven to eleven. Uh, they beat Alabama uh, uh, out of the five games. They won three of them, and, but only but, one in Baton Rouge. Yeah, yeah. The other two were in Alabama. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're in Alabama. So the point uh, being is that here's the game now in Baton Rouge, and it seems as of late now uh, that Alabama has struggled. Now you might say, well, they still beat Texas and Texas A&M, but that went down to the wire. And then you look what happened in Tennessee. So have you witnessed anything that maybe is not necessarily the Alabama dominant team on the road that maybe in years past? Oh, I mean, I think that's the thing. They haven't played a really good game on the road. I think Arkansas was almost that, and then Bryce got hurt, and they really fell apart in the third quarter before rallying in the fourth quarter. But, yeah, you look at that Texas game, they were awful. Um, You know, Arkansas, they were pretty good, but then had, like, a a third quarter that loses a lot of teams the game. You can't be that bad in the third quarter and and win games, you know. So they had that game, and then Tennessee, I mean – I, you know, they were able to rally back, and they, honestly, I think they probably should have beaten Tennessee just because they ended up shooting themselves in the foot. But right. they didn't play well. I don't, you know, whether they you know should have won or could have won. And then you look at and you look at A and M without Bryce Young. Yeah, we understand that, but uh, but yeah, still, but yeah, but but A and M's they, not they very, haven't played yeah. well on right. the on the road. Yeah, you're right. They made most of their mistakes on the road. I think they have. I, I want to say if the Arkansas game was double digit penalties, I mean. I think they, they might have – I might be right, wrong. Right. I'm, not sure, I'm not sure about the Arkansas game, but I think they've had double-digit penalties in all three of those games. Whoa. So, Tony. I mean, yeah. You can't. Right. Tony, thank you, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, Tony. Thank you, thank man. Thank you, Tony. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. All right. Tony Sakalas, managing editor for Tide Illustrated. This is Sports Talk here on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.